Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of our video podcast called the High Level Spotlight Sessions, where we bring in top-notch players in the world of marketing and business and understand what they do and learn more about some of the cool things that they're up to. I've got Rachel Miller here, and Rachel and I met, I want to say last year sometime, she was part of our conference, one of our panels, and uh, she's doing a lot of cool things since then. So I met with uh, Rachel and just kind of figured out couple of talking points that we want to share today, which is going to be how to reach a million people with your offer, even if you're brand new. And the three talking points that we want to really elaborate that headline with is one, creating the identity of your audience and then creating the relevant content around it for that identity. And lastly, how to convert that traffic into now into something now that you have your attention. And now, if you don't know who Rachel is, she's a serial business builder. Rachel has created a marketing agency helping her clients go viral on Facebook. She's known for her Facebook ads. And with 51 plus businesses reaching more than 10 million uh, people at the same time, she's built- In a single post. In a single post, yeah. And she's also built her own software tools to help people grow their audiences. When she's not geeking out about algorithms, you can find her at home with her van full of crazy kids is what she said on her uh, bio. But regardless, uh, Rachel, help us understand your story, your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Oh, thank you so much, Paulson, for coming on. I loved getting to meet you at that event. Um, it was so much fun chit-chatting with you and and getting to be here today. You just made my day. Um, so yeah, I started um, online building my own business when my babies, I was uh, pregnant with my second child and I realized I'm not going to really be able to go back to work with two infants. Like, how do you do childcare? How do you do doctor's visits with now I had two and I was just trying to juggle it all. I was like, okay, I can't do this like normal employment thing that everyone else is doing. So what am I going to do? And I came home and I started a website and then little by little, that website got to uh, getting 10 million page views a month. And then we built a second website, built that one to getting about 4 million page views a month. Then I built a third website to like 2 million page views a month. And as I was building this, no one knew who I was. So guys, you do not need to have your face on every single post on social media. You can actually be a large business without a brand face. Um, and that's what I did. And I didn't even know that that was like a, a thing that I did. I just, I just thought it was really easy. You just post, sorry, talking about teenagers. One of them's coming home for lunch. So the dogs are going back. And I just thought it was like easy. Like anyone can post and get traffic. Traffic is completely free. I thought this was like normal. So I decided after I had all my audiences made that I'm going to teach people how to make profitable websites. And they're like, well, your website's only profitable because you've got that much traffic. I'm like, yeah, but traffic's easy. And they're like, no, it's not. And that's when I realized, oh, I have a skill. And, and I didn't know exactly how I had developed it. So I don't know if any of you are out there and you have people asking you, how do you do this? You're so good at this. And you're just like, well, it's just natural to me. That's your like thing. That's your like, like whenever you have that, that, that bell go off and someone says, I need help with interior design. You're like, you got a blank wall. You just got to do this, this, this. And they're like, dude, all I see is a white wall. Like I don't see the future you're seeing. If you ever have that, that spidey sense, listen to it and then try to think of a way to simplify what you have in your head and bring it out to others. Okay. So I had all this traffic and I had people asking me, how do you get all this traffic? And so I brought on, I think it was, um, 
It was actually Halloween. It was during Halloween, like two days before Halloween. I had the idea and I was not paying attention to the fact that, oh, in two hours, my kids are going to go trick or treating. My audience is all women and moms. Like, what was I thinking? I made my offer of we're going to bring in like a hundred people to teach them. Actually, I think I said 50 or a hundred people to teach them how I, um, to grow an audience. And, um, I put the offer out at like five 30 on Halloween, um, when everyone's busy and they're not checking Facebook. And then I come back to Facebook at like seven 30, or something. And it had like 70 something sales. So I turned off the sales page because I'm in full freak out mode thinking, okay, they're all coming for this traffic class. I don't know what I'm teaching it. I don't know how it's going to work. I, I'm going to have to refund all these people, but at least I'll take them in. I'll put their money into like a bank account. I won't touch it and I'll teach them. And then I'll refund them all. That's what I thought was going to happen. And, um, I brought them in and I taught them how to grow audiences. And we had so many of them grow, not little audiences, like massive audiences. One of the people that was in that, that group in the next year, she had 14 posts that 14 separate times reached over 10 million people without ads. Um, she's gone on to build like three different businesses and is now huge in the crockpot space and like has like 15 employees, something like she's just huge uh, for a website. Like there's not, she's not like, anyway, it's just, she's brilliant. There were like dozens of them grew to massive sizes. And one of them grew to an audience of uh, 1 million. They went from zero fans and they had 1 million fans four months later. Um, and that person, yeah. Anyways, it was just fascinating to see how much they grew. So I took that coaching, that little cohort, and we made it into a course. And since then, we've had 27,000 people take that course. And it's been kind of crazy. It's been <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> wow, that's, that's incredible. Like, So here's the way I'm looking at your intro. It's like Rachel Miller arrived, broke the internet. <laughs> but- it went well. A lot of people just think that traffic's hard. Traffic isn't hard. It's only hard if you tell yourself, I can't do it. Well, if you think you can't do it, then you're going to look for all the reasons to make it difficult. If you're saying, wait, people are on the internet. People are on their phones all freaking day long. So Ooh. people obviously want content and they want to engage with people because if you see them, they're on their phones. They're consuming something. So I just have to put myself where they are looking. Okay, so so let's break this down. How do we reach a million people with an offer, even if you are brand new? So if you're watching this podcast, um, Rachel is part of our high-level family as well. She's been a high-leveler for a long time. And before we go further into the conversation, Rachel, how, what are your thoughts on high-level? How did you get started? What's your journey into high-level? What is this whole high-level thing about? <laughs> oh, my word. I love high-level. Okay, I started in high-level, I think, it was almost, I want to say like two or three years ago. Um, and I came because I wanted to have a business on a separate, like, okay, it, I have like five different businesses and I was starting a new business and I wanted it in its own separate place because like, sometimes I have commingling issues where like, here's this domain and that domain. And next thing you know, the email is sending out emails to both places and the wrong customers. Um, <laughs> And actually we're back into that problem now because I'm moving all my businesses into go high level and I'm accidentally sending the wrong. Anyways, I like set up an email sequence and I connected to the wrong place. I'm like, oh crap, I know what I'm doing. I just still did. Anyways, it happens. That's why I did co-mingling. And one of the things you guys do have is separate agencies. So I just need to put my businesses in a separate agency under myself. And instead I have them all in one big conglomerate, which is not a healthy. Anyways, okay, backing up, <laughs> go high level is um, 
I'm moving my businesses into it now, but I started two years ago with just one of my businesses. And so now we have three of my businesses in Go High Level. Um, and we still have one more that I'm in the process of, of moving. But we we started like two or three years ago with one and I liked it because it was much more simple for me to use. That was for me why I liked it. It was very, very fast, much faster for me to get a funnel up and running. And it was faster for me to use snapshots and move something from one place to the other. So for me, that was why I initially signed up. But once I was in, then I was like, it's actually faster than my other site. <laughs> so <laughs> like my conversions, like, so now we're moving everything over one by one. So like one other business moved and then we moved a second bit. So now I've got three businesses into go high level. And, um, the, the big one is the, the, the big, I have one bigger one and that one's a little bit of a nightmare to move, but we are moving it little by little. So if you open my account, you can see every week we're adding one more funnel of the 380. <laughs> it's going to be a while before we get that one moved. But yeah, little by little, we are moving everything over. But yes, I've been super, super grateful with how simple Go High Level is. And I love the, I love the prices of, am I, am I going too long? I love the prices of the yeah. email. So we were being, okay. We had the other software funnel service, which was like hundreds of dollars a month. Then we had um, Zaps to keep everything integrated, which I think we're paying like $580 to $600 a month in just Zaps. Then we, and we're still paying that. Then we have Infusionsoft and Infusionsoft increased their bill for us to like some ridiculously obscene amount. And so we actually did the math by consolidating that big company, which is why we started moving it over. Um, if we consolidate those and move them into go high level, we will save $12,000 a year, um, wow. mi like minimum just by moving. Yeah. And that's, that was, we're still paying for emails and go high level. We're still paying go high levels fees, but we wouldn't need to have all of those other things that are just as adding up cost. So yes, that's why we're moving over to go high level, but yes, for the big ginormous company. So, so reaching a million people, Right. Reaching yes. a million people with your offer, even if you're brand new, is like, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to believe that it's yes. possible. And for oh, you, totally. traffic is, is, is kind of a simpler thing, it seems. So the three talking points that I wanted to make sure we had was, one, creating the identity of your audience. Second, mm -hmm. creating content based on that identity. And obviously, third, converting all that over, right? So how do you create the identity of your audience. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, help us unpack the way you look at this whole entire, you know, objective of reaching millions of people with the offer, even if you're brand new. I love it. Okay. So right now you're wearing a t-shirt, right? Uh, yeah. Your t-shirt says, sweatshirt. SAS. Yeah. yeah, sweatshirt. Okay. Yeah. It says SASpreneur. It's basically saying, I love SAS and I'm an entrepreneur. That's a message. That's an identity. Too often when we're creating content, we create content about what we want the world to know about us, the business, instead of the identity that our audience wants the world to know about them. So the uh, I like to think of it like t-shirts. Um, okay, and I'm not a good doodler, but I do love to doodle and my brain thinks in pictures. So if your brain thinks in pictures, like join the crazy club. Um, <laughs> I like to think in pictures and this is, oh, I'm flipped. Okay, well, you can still kind of no, get I the can, ID. I, even can, I can see it properly. It says okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, so it's a t-shirt. What can your audience say about themselves on a shirt? I am a what? 
What would they literally call themselves and put it on a shirt? That's the type of content that you want to be posting on social media, not join my latest thing, not sign up for this. Definitely not. Here's your problem. And I have a solution. And too often businesses, when they focus on, you have a problem, I have the solution. They come across as like this bossy, like kind of Karen type figure who's going to come and like tell them what to do and, and rearrange their, their front yard because their flower pots aren't up to the HOA code. Um, that's, it gives you like this icky feeling and we don't want to give our audience that icky feeling with our content. If we start our content about who they are, they're going to like resonate with us because they're like, oh, you get me. Nobody else seems to get me and you get me. So I trust you to have the solutions for me. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to share your content because I think it's funny. I think it's entertaining. And I know my sister-in-law is totally going to love this. So <laughs> you're going to say things, you're going to put things out that you know they will want to say about themselves. And then when they say it about themselves, you get this huge audience of people who are engaging with your content and then they're sharing it. And now you have an audience that you can retarget. And this, I started this before iOS did all of its privacy crap, okay? But now, especially in February, because they're rolling out all these things with email and they're rolling out like, like basically the death of the cookies. Well, what's happening is that it's harder and harder to remarket to your audience. Well, that's not a problem if your audience is based on an identity and you've collected people that are the perfect people who say that identity about themselves. If you can do that, like it's kind of smooth sailing. The content literally promotes itself for you and gets it out to the world. So for me in my business that I grew, like I told you, I one of my businesses to 10 million page views a month. I named it what I called myself at the time. I named it Quirky Mama because when I was like in college, college or something somewhere somebody told me oh my word girl you're quirky and I think they meant it as like you're a lot <laughs> like, like that's a problem <laughs> like tone it down but I kind of took that as like a badge of honor well like dang of course I'm quirky like who would not want to be quirky <laughs> so I'm like I'm gonna wear that and so my husband said what do you want your website to be I'll have to tell the story of that at a different time it'll take too long but he basically gave me a website. He's like, you're, you're, you need something to do sitting at home. So he's like, what do you want your website to be? And I said, quirky mama. And I misspelled the word mama. That's how much I thought about it at the time I made my brand. But that also, the fact that I misspelled it, the fact that uh, people resonated with that. And then I collected, literally, we went from 13,000 followers to a million followers in one year and three days. Yeah. I was kind of ticked off about wow. three days. It would have been really cool if we did it in three, but, but we got a million people who were also like, I'm a quirky mom. I'm a quirky mom. I like chess. I like this. I, I got a, a lightsaber toothbrush and I started selling them drop shipping products. We started doing Amazon sales. We started selling them courses. We started creating community stuff. It was really fun to collect people, but I could not have grown that audience if I didn't know what they called themselves. So first thing is know what they call themselves. <laughs> you ready for tip that two? Is, that <laughs> is interesting. So like if I'm in the world of business and I'm like, you know what, I got to launch something. The first thing, what you're saying is have a flagship of a type of audience that you can relate to. You could essentially disciple. Uh, I don't even want to use the word indoctrinate, but influence maybe, right? Uh, that you can hang out with the type yeah. of people that right. you know, if you put them all together, they'll instantly connect with each other. 
So here's another audience that I created. So that one was Quirky Mama. I created another audience. Um, I've done them in the business space, but this one is just one that accidentally happened. My neighbor's cat was peeing on my garden furniture. I don't know if anybody else has cats <laughs> that pee on their chairs. And it was just dry because I go out to sit down. I'm like, oh crap, it's wet. And it's, oh, I'm so mad. And I did what everybody who gets mad at their neighbor does. And I made a Facebook page about this damn cat. And um, so I called it the crazy cat lady. I was making fun of my neighbor and her cat, but I was doing it in love because I honestly do love my neighbor and I do love Tyson, the cat, but you know how it works. Um, I was also frustrated with Tyson. So I'd make all these stories about Tyson up. And next thing you know, I had hundreds of thousands of crazy cat ladies and they got so crazy, like to the point where I showed a picture of the cat fighting with a kid in the doll. Um, and they said, give the cat the doll. The cat doesn't understand it's your child. And I was like, oh my word, they truly are the crazy cat ladies. Thousands of them left comments of why did you take the doll away from the cat? Um, so like they were all, they ganged up together. Does that make sense? They loved each other. They created this community. I had, I asked them for pictures. Like I don't have cats. So like, Give me your pictures for me to talk about your cats. And hundreds of them sent me pictures, hundreds of them. And one person called me almost in tears. Why didn't you post my cat's picture? And I was like, what? It's like, I've been following you for three or four weeks now. And I sent you the picture and you haven't posted it yet. That's how passionate they were. And it he bought every like tea towel with cats that I had at that I ever sold this anyways but they had an identity and they loved the identity of the crazy cat lady and um I just channeled my inner neighbor whenever I was making my posts <laughs> so so you came to our conference in Dallas you I don't know if you've been to one of our masterminds but you've probably seen us in a ton of like yeah. events and all kinds of stuff like so if you're in the world of high level and you're trying to build a automation oriented business or maybe you're thinking about coaches consultants agencies like help us understand some audience ideas that you may have that's yeah. like so like I don't know, is it the nerdy geeky you know what is that what where are your thoughts on that um, well, for you, you're going to need to go for like the sasspreneur or the badass agency owner or the mom who's running an agency while she's juggling her kids. Like that's your perfect audience, but yeah. your audience's you perfect levels. audience, high level. huh? that's high, high level audience. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I would, if I were you, I would create different segments of your audience, probably your look and see who your top, top five segments are and make one for each of them. And then I would actually put a face on each of those. So like, women who are 45, we don't really listen to 20 year old men. Like it's just a, <laughs> it's a, we have a problem with that. I don't know why it's just a thing. So you'd want to kind of match the demographics and like my son who's 17 and obsessed with like becoming a landlord and like properties flipping or whatever. Um, he's not watching an older woman talk about property flipping. Oh no. He's talking to the, like 20 year old who has the muscles and the muscle car talking about fl property flipping. So you have to kind of match the demographic to the person. That's the first one. Now for your audiences, the agencies that are working with you, they should all kind of pick a general niche or a general solution that they're bringing. So if they're um, like a dent school, like we're going to help all auto body shops who have dents, they, they fix dents. We're going to help all the dent repair companies in the United States, get their marketing, get their website up. Okay. Well, they're going to create a persona 
for all of their customers to use to collect the people in their communities. We love our town. We're family men. We take care of pride in, in, in hard work. They're going to say those things because that's going to convert one, that property owner, and then it's going to be content that they can give to their local towns to then share and then get the word out for those dent um, places. Does that make sense? Like, that dent repair company is going to be very different from the company who's doing drop shipping of like cat tea towels. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes total sense to me. I don't know if you've seen like uh, the AAA commercials, the US, the USAA or US AAA. It's like a big veterans organization. And then yeah. you have like a football player like Rob Gronkowski, who's not a veteran, like a military veteran. And he's trying but to they get- love football. Yeah, they love football. <laughs> But but Rob himself is not a veteran, so he's like trying to get in, and they're like, no, 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 this is only for veterans. And I think that's what I'm thinking about when you're explaining this whole audience management and using like uh, a certain avatar and going deeper into who they are, what they do, and creating like a North Star around it. I love that. So the second pillar I think you had mentioned was creating the relevant content based on that identity, right? Help us understand what that means. Okay, well, you just said North Star, and I'm going to actually do it as a star this time. <laughs> That's so much better I than some it. of the other ways I've done it. Okay, so here's your star, and in each part of the who your person is, you've got the I am, but in each part of the person, there's different things that make them who they are. So there's things that they love and things that they absolutely like despise, right? Okay, there's things that keep them up at night. They're like worries and dreams, right? So it's different from despise. Those are like more like values. There's the worries and dreams. There's like, I the one of them is I call a litmus test. Like, you know, you're a crazy lady, crazy cat lady when you have more than three cats. You know, you're obsessed with your community when you know where the pothole is and you know the contact number for the local department who's going to go fix that pothole. You that's how obsessed you are with caring for your community. Um, those are all. So this is the like litmus test. It's like proof that you're that person. What are those proofs that you're that person? And then you can have things like, um, <clears throat> are you snarky, Paulson? Are you like a snarky, sarcastic guy? Sometimes. You are okay. Yeah, yeah. I I can see you maybe having like a snark, sarcastic bone in yeah, your body. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Whenever I'm sarcastic, people think I'm condescending. They literally think I'm talking yeah. down to them. And I get like yelled at. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was being funny. And they just, it just never, ever lands. And I, it took me like years to realize, girl, you're not sarcastic. Um, <laughs> but there's, in this one, I like to have that one be like sarcasm or education. So like some of us can be sarcastic, sarcastic person usually isn't very motivating my husband when he's like like saying to the kids like the dishes i you did a great job making sure the grease stayed on each plate like <laughs> he's not super like motivating whereas i'm like good job kid maybe we should try washing that one again <laughs> okay so you're gonna want to play into your personality so um we'll go like snark versus motivate so you can know if you're me, you're motivating. If you're Paulson, maybe you can be snarky. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to think of the different elements of who your person is. And then the last one is problems and solutions. Notice problems and solutions is not all of the content. So not just doing tips and tutorials every single day. 
I'm going to mix up the type of content that I post to my audience. Because if I do just one type of content, I'm going to like overwhelm them. And, and honestly, I'm not going to get all the shares. I'm not going to go viral. So I'm going to post a, a problem or a solution. Then I'll post something motivating. Then I'll post something about their worries, their dreams. Then I'll post something about they, that they love or that they hate. So like I'm joining you and defeating the bad guy. Then we're going to post something that's proof that they are the right person. And then back to problems and solutions. So let's go to that, like that dent company, that company that's in the middle of Cincinnati and they're an auto dent repair company. Problem guys, there's this bad snowstorm. And I bet that's put some like salt on your car and it's going to give rust. If you're getting some rust spots for me and come see us problem solution. Next one motivates you in our town guys we love our town so much that we we would love everybody to go to the you know how the band has their local like eat yeah. dinner at yeah bucky's chicken house and yeah. you can get 10 percent of your thing goes to the band fees we love <laughs> our band so much we're gonna be at clucky's who else is coming okay worries i hate it when the big people come in from other towns and they come in and they change our tax rates da, 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 da. Okay, you're just saying, I love my town. I love my community. I take care of people in our area. And then move on to the car, move on to the litmus test. You know, you live here and you know, you need a car issue if this is the, does that make sense how you kind of create content makes, that says what your person wants the world to know about them? It, it makes total sense to me uh, because I, you know, I, I can see the difference in different types of audiences all the uh -huh. time that comes into the world of high level, right? Like yeah. the coaches, consultants that come in versus the agency owners versus sometimes the small business owners versus the influencers versus the SEO people versus the techies versus the salespeople. They all have different needs and wants and different styles and one, how they absorb con absorb content plus how they look at the platform, right? So mm -hmm. it's really interesting that you're going deeper into segmenting them and how to relate to them and things like that. I didn't know this all went behind the scenes of building, you know, a massive following. So then how do we build this the right way when it comes to converting the traffic? Because at the end of the day, that's what matters most, right? Like it's not just about creating the engagement, but how do we convert the traffic in, 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 in the right way. Okay. So I like to think of conversions, you know, like the funnel guys, like everybody does a funnel, right? Yeah. So the funnel is this. So we got our funnel. We got to get people into the funnel. So we've got to make people aware that we exist. Then we have to get them to consider us. Oh, I usually do a different color, but I don't consider us. And before they, you know, convert. Okay. So when we're creating our content for this, remember the star, we're going to literally create pieces of content that just help people become aware that we're here. Uh, we're going to create content like um, each of these, and we're going to create multiple photos, multiple videos, multiple conversation starters for each type of content. <clears throat> So they're seeing us over and over and over again. They're seeing our worries and dreams. We're creating two or three, four or five pieces of content. And every day we're talking about those things of who they are. So they're aware of us. 
And then you lead into a lead magnet where you want them to consider us. You want to get them onto a call. You want to take them deeper. So you start with awareness content and you bring that into a lead generation content. So that's sign up for my email list or here's a problem and solution. And this problem solution, I've got the handout for you and it's here. Click and comment and you can get it sent to you. And then you get them onto your lead and your go ahead level list. And then from there, you convert them to a buyer. You know the whole drill for that but you start with that awareness content. Now, what I like to do is create an audience of everyone who's visited my page. So that's page visit. Then we wanna get page engagement. So like they didn't just visit my page, they also engaged on my page. So that's message my page, that's commented on my page. Once we have this audience, then I just retarget them over and over again with my consideration content. Got it. And you do I that with ads, you do that with emails, like what are uh, your? I use ads for conversions. I do organic for my um, awareness. So okay. I get people in from the top. We use the virals not to sell. We use the virals to collect who the perfect person is. Because I know if the perfect person leaves a comment, then they're identifying as I am the person obsessed with my local community as much as you are. And you know, everyone in your local community after snow, a long season of snow has rust spots. You know that if you live in the North, right? In the South, you know, like where I am, you know that hailstorms are a thing. So you know, everyone in this town is going to have a hailstorm. It's going to take out and ding up their cars. So you want to be the person that they already know, already trust, already love, ready to swoop in and save them. Now I'm going to build that audience to save up for that day when I'm going to then retarget them into consideration and retarget them into a conversion. I love that. So then the offers that you build essentially would have to be complimentary or some sort, it has to match the audience, right? You can't just have any offers work for any audience, right? Yes. So how yes. do you help us understand how you kind of think through that and plan through that? Okay, so I like to do it where I'm giving them like a little bit of a journey. Let me go back. Yeah, this is one. So when I'm creating the content, I want to think of the the play the path that someone goes through as they're going through that journey. If I don't know if I'm the right person to, oh my word, she has the solution and she's getting me results, and I'm even going to tell other people about her so I get more people in. Um, I think of that journey kind of like this. It's kind of like how people go through it. <laughs> look at your different spots in that journey and create content on that journey for your audience. Now, when you create content in this line, that is a course. You're going one, two, three, four. That's a course. If you want to actually convert them to be a buyer, you're going to want to mix it up a little bit. And what I mean by that is if you give them a course online, they don't have a need to buy from you. If you give them, here's step one. Step one is I've got... um get the snow off of your car as fast as you can. So wash your car regularly so you don't have salt issues that will cause um, whatever. Okay, we all know you're not gonna do that. Okay, so if you do have it happen, well, there's a sealant that you can use to protect your car. Okay, we all know you're not gonna do that either. Um, so here's how you can take care of buffing out the paint yourself at AutoZone. We know you're not gonna do that either. Okay, come on in and get a consult and see what, what the price is to get your, your salt fixed. Now, if I put it in order, that feels like a sales funnel, doesn't it? Mm. That feels scammy to your local person. That doesn't feel like, oh, this guy loves me. Feels like, wait a minute, he's trying to sell me his product. 
So instead talk about, oh, we've got this. Have you heard of the sealant stuff? It helps your car not get rust spots. Like we've seen it work and it's great. It totally protects some of our clients. I wish more people used it. Here's where you can get it. You'll, you don't even need to pay me for it, guys. I don't get a kick for this. This is just keeping you out of my store. Now, then they see, oh guys, there's a snowstorm coming. Make sure that you guys wash your cars after the snowstorm. We had a snowstorm, go wash your cars. Okay. Oh, he's giving me gifts twice. Now he went backwards. He didn't go in order. He went backwards. Now he says, oh guys, you guys got a rest spot, didn't you? Okay. Well, why don't you come on in and we'll help you with it. Now they trust you. Ah, so it's not, the Ascension is not an order, essentially. It's if you go in order, it feels like a sales page. Social media and content, you want to go out of order. Each one of those is a different post, but you don't go in order. You want to kind of mix them up because your goal is to convince somebody to like trust you. And if you give it to them as a course, they're going to feel like it's a course. They're going to feel like it's conversion. Wow. But wow. the conversion stuff still out there. It's just going to be on a sales page or it's going to be like in a course. Like it's, you still want conversion content. You just put it in a different order. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm learning so much on this. So, so Rachel, real quick. Help me understand the technology piece of this. So are you putting them in a Facebook group? Are you creating a page? Are you, is there, you know, how, how are you housing this whole experience for your customers? Well, I use anywhere more my customers are. So like I've helped one cl customer clients. Um, we did help them go viral on Reddit because they were attracting a certain demographic who's primarily on Reddit. People have used the content I've taught them on how to create content and how to engage with people on LinkedIn. Um, neither of those are where I'm active. Like somebody told me like, you haven't followed, I connected with you and you didn't connect back. I'm like, dude, I haven't opened LinkedIn in like a year and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> I missed your connection. I don't know the you messaged me twice. I'm so sorry. Um, like, I should probably open LinkedIn again. Anyways, my point is um, like you, the, this philosophy of brand your content to the identity of your audience, it works literally everywhere. Slight difference in Pinterest because Pinterest is more like a search engine and search engines, you want to do like what they're looking for. Um, but other than Pinterest, it works on YouTube. It works on Instagram. It works on Pinterest, on Facebook. It works on TikTok. It works every, yeah, it works at all the places. And, now, and every algorithm wants you to get people to engage and wants you to share it and wants you to get engagement. So how do you do that? Do it by making identity content for your audience. I love this. And then on top of that, are the content that you recommend, is it like video format? Is it blogs? Is it written? Is it, you know, graphics? Is it memes? Like what are, what are the varieties of types that you like? I love this question. How many of you are like, you see the algorithm, you're like, oh, videos are high. Everyone says do real. Everyone says memes. Everyone says this. Everyone does it. And it's like, they do this and this and this and this. And how are you like, good Lordy, I'm tired. Like I want a system that's just stable. So while I am the gal who goes viral and I love hacking the algorithm and yes, sometimes videos more and sometimes videos less. Um, I'm also the girl who's like, dude, I don't have time for that. So I make a photo, a video, a conversation starter, a photo, a video, a conversation starter, a photo, a video, a conversation starter, a photo, a video, a conversation starter. And that's my pattern for whenever I'm posting content, photo, video, conversation starter. Now, here's the thing. I actually do this for a couple of clients, um, maybe a couple dozen clients or so. And um, a couple of them 
they don't like video. I'm not going to get, I, I give them a video list and they say they like doing video, but I never get video assets from them. So they don't <laughs> actually like video. So knowing that video is not their thing, I can still do well with just photos and conversation starters because I can still put the message out and people can still attract them and I can still get them to convert. Some people don't do conversation starters. They just like doing videos every day. Awesome. That's great for you. If you like video editing, I don't. Um, if you like video editing, good for you. Then you can do more video and less of that other thing, but you don't like conversation starters. You don't want to message people back and forth. Awesome. Do the video. And then you just need to make sure the content's got the right messaging. So I would always have a mixture if you can. So at least do two different types of, of content. So photo and conversation starters or photos and videos or conversation starters and video, at least two. It's best if you do all three, but um, if you're working with clients as an agency, heads up, I know your pain. It doesn't always work that way. So, <laughs> so as we kind of close out, help us understand numbers and tracking and KPIs and like, what are some benchmarks to think about? Cause like, Getting a million, you know, reach on people and turning it into an asset. It's not, it's not as simple as this conversation. There's a lot of work behind it. So help us Retargeting understand. Retargeting is getting a lot harder right now. Yeah. I don't know hard. if you guys are noticing attribution issues, but of attribution, course. it's gotten harder in the last like four months than I've seen it in ages. And with all the stuff that's rolling out, like starting in February, it's going to like significantly get even more difficult. Um, so for, for me, don't buy your likes because you are going to need to guard your organic audience very closely because right now that audience is what they're able to remarket to when you can't remarket who visited your site and you don't know who this person is and they don't know the interest because they're going to say this person likes cats or they're going to say my me, I'm the primary buyer in my house. My husband loves running. If you send me running gear, I'm not going to buy it. So you got to, but our ISP says we buy a lot of running gear, but we don't actually buy. So my point is like, you have to actually, that targeting system is, is broken and it's breaking even worse. So knowing that they're going to be able to see by engagement, what someone's interested in. So don't attract fake engagements from a country you can't sell to if you're trying to collect a buying audience in the United States, because you've got to make sure you protect that audience. Don't collect, um, like one of my ad people, bless their hearts, they came on to help me. I thought they knew their shit, but or knew their stuff and they didn't. And they they came into my audience and they they found out that 18 year olds in, in the UK um, were very vocal on my account. Um, like they did this like couch thing where they like, I don't want to buy your couch. I want to sleep on your couch. Your mama's on your couch. Okay. I had, I was like, what did you guys just do to my ad? Like my ad is 400 comments about me selling a couch. Like, oh, isn't this great? That's so much engagement. I'm like, no, no. So now I had to actually block and ban all of those people and then delete that audience from my Facebook feed because it had detracted somebody. And that, that way Facebook doesn't think, oh, Rachel wants lots of 18 year old boys in the UK. You want to talk about couches? Cause they got nothing better to do tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> trolling Rachel. So yeah, just be very, very, very careful about what audience you attract because you want to protect it. So if you find that you're attracting the wrong people, people that aren't buyers, well then go back to your message and say, okay, what did I do? Or go back to your ad and be like, do I need to turn off my ad? Because it's attracting someone who's not my perfect buyer. And I don't want to have, I don't want to give Facebook the wrong data.
I love it. You shared so much information about how to build an audience the right way. Final thoughts, final words. We talked about three big things. One is creating the identity around the audience, creating the relevant content around it, and then also ideas on how to convert that traffic into, you know, long-term attention. Final My thoughts. last advice is yeah. to take that identity and make a bonus that only you can offer to your person for go high level. Because if you have something that makes you unique, especially if it attracts, this is who I am, they're going to trust you and your agency software gift um, more than they would anyone else because you're speaking to who they are. So think about that bonus, think about their identity and match a bonus to that identity that only you can offer. And that allows you to be unique and different than anybody else as well, right? <laughs> and also, if you're like me, I make my bonuses was like a course I made once and like PDF and handouts, which means I don't have to like follow up. It's just a one-time thing. So it's still super simple, super easy. I love that. Um, Rachel, how can people find you? How can people learn more about what you're doing and get in touch with you? Um, I'm Rachel Miller on Facebook. Rachel Silla Miller is my maiden name. Um, you can find me on Moolah Marketer. And then I also have a software company called pagewheel.ai. I love that. So those of you that are watching, our main topic discussion today was how to reach a million people with your offer, even if you're brand new. The three pillars that we really kind of ironed out together was creating the right identity for your audience, then creating the right relevant content around that identity, and also converting that traffic into you know, fruitful harvest and in, in, you know, really building a business. And we also talked about a bonus strategy as well. So if you're watching this and you don't even have high level for whatever reason, jump into a 30 day trial that's available to you here in the description. So we also uh, are appreciative and thankful that you uh, are watching our podcast. Rachel, any final words to those entrepreneurs and digital online people that are starting out just right out of the gate, maybe this week as your first week? Find your person, love your person and go make a difference in the world. So that's it. I love that. Well, Rachel, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Paulson. I hope you have an amazing day. I appreciate it.